This episode is sponsored by Mr. Milaje. He runs a lifestyle consulting company that assists men and women in dressing for any occasion. His services include personal shopping, style consultation, and closet conversions. Visit www.themilaje.com, that's spelled M-I-L-L-A-G-E, to schedule a consultation. And if you mention Unspoken Words Podcast, you can receive 15% off your closet conversion or personal assistance shopping. Yo, what's good? It's your girl Becky, and yes, I do have good hair. Welcome to my podcast, Unspoken Words. So today's feature poet, feature guest is Sin. Supply and demand. If time is money, every day supply lower, demand growing, I have to charge more then. If education, experience, your measurements to your detriment, I've been writing ever since I could hold a pencil stick, had penmanship, didn't know what it meant, since standard testing ended, I've been practicing way ahead of averages, my room of trade school. Rumors tame you, I soothe the paper Soon to paint you, picture painful Make it gainful, haters daneful Stay dissing, ball the paper Stay missing, like I hogged the way to stay tipping, gave them game, they ain't listen So don't snap for me I ain't a basic poet, clap for me I'm an amazing poet Jaded cause my aim better may persuade James that a you should have known better Pocket full of rolls out of stones Make them jump off the page without a beat In case this ends up in a place Where all they have is lyric sheets, build mountains of verses and mine through them do a thousand rehearsals put mic to them you can hold your head i'ma go for it legacy move forward i'm pressing me when opportunity afforded losing it is an expense to me haters won't cooperate force it with the sentencing this ain't destiny ain't meant to be this is me expending energy endlessly huh I think I'm introventing. Even talking to other people, I'm self-reflecting. Confused? I'm loud say you lazy, dragging in the ether. You ain't even Jay-Z, you got caught. I go free, you stop, stop. I flee scenes, you napping. I'm nasty, I'm deadly. My slang contagious. You dead already, quick and painless. Why my cooking got you mad and you ain't nothing but a mad dish? I cater just long enough to get played on table, do cliche on tray and cake in layers. Yo. I love Sin's flow. He's like a rapper slash poet, but he has flow. I have to listen to something to get to get like that tempo going for my poems. But he just he just has it. All right, go ahead, Sin. Plug yourself in. Tell me who you are. So my name is Sin. Uh, I am a spoken word artist from Fort Worth, Texas. No, that's not Dallas. It's Fort Worth. There's a whole FW in the word DFW for a reason. I am on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and most other social media sites at Sin Spoken Word. My project and poetry is out right now. Uh, hence, that flow is a major component of this project. And poetry is basically rap without the R because there's no beats anyways um like saying rhythm uh so yeah you guys go find me everywhere and come support i actually listened to a couple of the beginnings of the cd because uh it's on spotify right spotify title all that oh wow you got it on all of the platforms but yeah, i listened and uh there's one where you did a was it with another female yes yes i like that one that was pretty good the back and forth yeah yeah that was the, that's that was the opening track that's the opening track i wish i could like i, I want to text her every show and just be like i know you have a whole life but come do this just show come with come with me come because i need you here <laughs> um so for this episode we are ep episode 10 you guys and i like to do things with intervals of fives and tens and i think 
if I feel like this is correct to myself, this is season one coming to an end. And that's amazing because I went through all my Snap poets. If you weren't at Snap, Sin was one of the poets. And if you missed out, you have to go to Snap 2.0. Um, so for this episode, it's titled By Any Means Necessary. So I know for myself, I'm a poet and I kind of am on the line of do I want to go full-time? Can I do full-time? Is it going to pay the bills? And I know for a fact, Sin, he does the... He's co-hosting? Yeah. At a Doc Bookshop yeah, in Fort at, Worth? Yeah, at Doc Open Mic yeah. at the Doc Bookshop in Fort Worth. And so me and my co-host, we alternate. So if, like, next week he'll host and then the week after I'll host. So, yeah, we, we, we've been we've been doing that for a while now. Yeah, I know. I, I like the Doc. It's nice and intimate. It's quiet. Um, people like got all eyes on you and um, Sin does this thing where he gets like compliments or not compliments what they call like feedback feedback, feedback and, and that's really good because as artists sometimes you want to like what can I do better or how can I alter this but um, for this episode so lately I have struggled with financial issues that means like work related everyday spendings and the bills and sometimes poetry related grind but so since that being said, there has to be an income for my outcome. So for you, Sin, how do you, I know you just released this book. I know it costs money. So how did right. you manage that? Well, this year was a CD, right? And oh, okay. um, this year was a CD. And so last year, my other project, it was a book and a CD. And that was mad expensive. Like putting a book out is expensive. I don't, I'm not an author. I give it up. No, did you make too the much, too many, profit back or did you make many profit? Charges. I think so. Yeah, because I mean, I, I put a big uh, markup on the books. Like the books cost me like a fourth of what I like. You know what I'm saying? They cost me like two fifty each, probably, and I was selling them for ten. Because you gotta have that markup to to make your money back. And because I'm driving everywhere to go sell you these books, you ain't gotta go nowhere. So that's shipping and handling. I'm gonna throw that in there. But um, I did a CD, just a CD this time around, just because I felt like the project needed it, and also it was a financial decision because the CDs will run you like three like well with all the cover art with the back and front covers and the you know and the printing on the cd and all of that being said and accounted for it's like three something a cd so i sell them for five i make a little bit on the, on the tail end but um yeah i mean you you just have to always watch numbers watch the numbers do you think um let's say you know it costs three dollars to make your cd right and it costs five dollars do you think price sometimes scares people let's say you get a shirt made right and mm -hmm. it's like twelve dollars to make a shirt right and you sell it for twenty dollars so you can make a profit of course do you think that scares people well see and most shirts are like 20 bucks that's true and most shirts are 20 so it's just it's like maybe they're valuing your shirt at less than what you're, but you're not nike but but i mean the way i look at it is like you don't know nobody at nike that's true you know what I mean? Like, why would you like you have no connections to Nike whatsoever and you're out here advertising them and shit? Like, why not wear something from somebody that you're actually cool with and support their art? Somebody that could, you could call like, yo, I'm broken. I'll buy you a burger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> I'll buy you a shirt. I'll buy you one of your shirts. $15. That's gas right there. Yeah, it's just so I mean, and you have to just stand firm and like, no, this is what it is. And then sometimes you can make moves on the back end. Like, OK, these people are charging me way too much. What do I need to do? Do I need to buy in bulk? Do I need to go to a different uh, do I go to need to go to a different supplier? How can I make this price point come down? Because there's also what people are used to paying for. If every artist on the scene is charging $15 a shirt and you come in at 20, you got to justify the difference between you and every other artist. And so that's a big thing of like artists all realizing their worth because when everybody collectively raises their prices, right. it helps everybody out. That's true. Um, 
So, how long have you been doing this poetry stuff? I've been writing since I was a kid, since forever, um, since I could remember. Now I've been performing and I've been on the scene for about three years. Wow, what made you finally want to hop onto the scene of like spoken word, actually being on stage? So, I was I was working, uh, I was about 18 and I was just living for the weekend basically. So I would work all week and then go and blow my check and just party. Wow. Just party my ass off for two, three days. I can relate. And then go back to work. And like at a, at a certain point you get tired of that. You know what I mean? It's just like, and I just ask myself like, what do I want to do? Do I want to do this job for the rest of my life? Am I comfortable going down the career path of, you know, I was working with my dad. So I was like, am I comfortable going down the career path of learning this trade? and moving up in the ranks and still doing this and you know just forever and indefinitely or at least until my back gives out because i mean once you you know if you work with your with your hands once your back's no good you're no good so that's true um true. i said no i don't want to do that what would i want to do what would i be comfortable doing each and every day that wouldn't feel like work that i could work at like crazy hours and it wouldn't feel like a job and i was like well i like poetry maybe i could have it as like a little side hustle and see how it feels and so i just started looking into open mics in the area and thus I ended up at the dock and I've been at the dock ever since. And then people pulled me out of the dock and took me other places. Oh, no, 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 they got to hear you over here. And, and and so some people really looked out and made sure I got places and got to branch out. Yeah. And then, I mean, there was people that literally were like, here's gas money. You're going to come to this open mic because they need to hear you. That's good. Um, so are you a full time poet? Not yet. Not no, yet. Are you like close? That's the mission. That's the mission. I don't know. I've got a. I've. I have a few things in the works uh, this year that might take me closer, but I won't know until I'm on the other side of 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 these things to see how they go. When did you make your first dollar as a poet? Uh, with my first feature, like my first year, I got a. I, I got a. I got featured actually at the same spot I just did a show at last night with B Randall at uh, the Oak Cliff Cultural Center. Okay, okay, okay. Now, she was really the second person to book me, but that was the first show I did because there was uh, some family stuff that went on uh, with the first person that booked me, so the, the date got moved. So really, she's the second person that booked me, but the first show I ever did, and she she gave me some money to feature there. And so that was the first time I was really like, oh, shit. Like, just I to can hear make these, money from this. Just to hear my little, my little self, just to hear these little poems, that's awesome. So yeah, and then people bought books on top of that, so it was, it was real cool. Cool. that's good um so i know having a strong support system is very important like my family um they don't really come to all my events but they'll buy my t-shirts to support me do you think having a strong support system is very important oh yeah most definitely you know i mean you couldn't this is that's the foundation of everything else your home life is the foundation of this if everything's jacked up at home and you're worrying about paying the bills at your house and you're worried about people fighting and you can't come out here and do anything else you know what i right. mean and it's also like to me a lot about just your culture at home and where you, you know where you come from like my dad's entrepreneurial he's always like since a kid i've never seen my dad depend on one source of income like my dad will always have a job and then on the side be like well yeah but we're you know selling whatever tools or whatever he you know what i'm saying or if he has scrap from the it's always hustling you know what i mean yeah always has something like he'll go flip you know buy a car a scrap car somewhere and flip it like my dad always had a sec he always you know Im imbued in me to not rely solely on one source of income he's been talking about starting his own business since i could remember right you know what i mean and he surrounds himself with people who are also entrepreneurs and have their own their own stuff going on so i just it was always a real natural thing for me to like not want to just conform to being an employee and, and i always saw enough people around me who had businesses either side businesses or full-time that it was just a natural thing so for anybody who i guess is just starting what can you say 
or how what can you say that would help them to gain a strong support system uh that's starting in poetry anything and anything um if it's if it's not at home uh surround yourself with the people that have a like mind and that have the same uh, ambition and grind as you if not more right because those people are going to pull you up if there's, if there's if you surround yourself with people more ambitious and more and, and, and with more of a hustler mentality than you then they're just only going to either pull you up or leave you behind right and you either got to step up to the occasion or you just got that circle's going to go on without you because they're going to get theirs and so that that will be it. if it's not at home you've got to you've got to create a, a, a circle around yourself or you've got to find it within yourself to motivate yourself every day you've got to find the inner motivation and, and just fucking go stand in the mirror and give yourself a pep talk like this is i can why. do this yeah yeah um so when you go to events by yourself mm-hmm. um do you ever feel like that awkward person like who do i talk to first what am i gonna do or how am i how am i gonna advertise myself as a poet like do you ever have that feeling well i don't have, well, see i got the shirt now okay yeah so i just everybody's just knows so like, they'll be like oh, hey <laughs> so you do a spoken word is that correct is that yes. what they have that how they approach yes. you um it was it was different at first but even at first because like i said my first exposure to other open mics was somebody taking me so there was always somebody there that knew me and then now of course three years in like anywhere i go somebody's gonna recognize me so like, do you always wear that shirt wherever you go i try to yeah that's good I, it's, it, and it's just like because you might do a poem somewhere and someone you know you you know a million pictures and videos get taken of you and you see like three of them you don't know where they end up. So at least that way, if someone else sees them and they like it. Like then World they can, Star? Yeah, they could read the shirt. Be like, oh, that's who he is. Um, you ever, uh, I, I always get asked this a lot. People always ask me, um, you're a poet? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, all right, freestyle. And I'm like, uh. So do you ever just, do you do freestyle or do you spit your old stuff? Uh, freestyle and the definition of like coming off the top of the head, no. But I mean, I don't think you have to be the greatest at everything all the time. If it's not something that you feel comfortable doing or that you think you can do yet, if you're not there yet, just be like, well, that's not really my bag. You know, that's not in my bag of tricks. I'm sorry. I can do it in the car. I just can't do it in front of people. (laughs) Cool. I mean, you got to I mean, it's just with anything else. It's like if you want to be able to do it, then you in front of people, then that's just something you practice at. But if you're not, that's not your thing. Sorry, dude. You do it. (laughs) You try it. it. You can do it. All right. That's cool. That's good. That's your thing. Um, so as a poet, creative, entrepreneur, and anything you do, I know we all have struggles. Mm-hmm. What is the hardest thing um, that you've ever dealt with while being a poet in the streets? <sighs> the hardest thing, man, just in the very beginning, even now, just not knowing where it was going to end up, like not really being able to see more than one or two steps ahead of you because you don't have you don't have any of the knowledge coming into the scene of like how you're going to monetize or make this full time and how to how to maneuver and what you need to be doing to be successful you don't know what the trajectory and the path is you just know that you can see one or two things that you can immediately start doing and working on that will get you progress and you have to trust enough to take those steps and hope that by the time you're done with those steps a little bit more of the path will be illuminated and you can kind of see the next steps and the next right. steps that that's been one of the harder things that and just staying motivated and feeling like uh secure in your work because i write shit and like i hate it six months later everything i agree i agree about that um i know the hardest thing i struggle with is writer's block mm. for the past <clears throat> months right now i think it's two i haven't been able to write a new poem and I start one, I'm just like, I don't really like it. So I was just like, all right, I'm just done writing for a while. I'll put it to the side. And do you ever, what do you do in that mindset? Because I know by any means necessary, within, that's what this title is called. But 
as a poet, you want to perform new stuff. You mm-hmm. want to get up on stage and not keep rep- performing old stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you do to get out of that um, that situation? Well, well, there's a two I have a two prong answer. So for the, the new and old stuff, for me, it's like you listen to a lot of music every day. You listen to a lot of the same. You may have like a ten songs that you really just okay. jam every. So there's nothing wrong with doing something if if it's good and people enjoy it. Why not do it at every show? They're gonna be happy to hear it. Do you ever worry about the audience? Like maybe like there's like ten people that you already know heard it. No, they can walk out. <laughs> That's actually good advice. I mean. Yeah. This is not their time on the mic, it's mine. And if I feel like doing a piece, I'm gonna do that piece today. Especially when I have it on a CD and I'm trying to sell CDs. I can't give you something new and then and then they'd be like, oh, I really like that. Is it on the CD? And I gotta go, no. Oh yeah. But there's some true. other good stuff on there. Um, and for writer's block, I've just ever since one of the first pieces of advice I got was to write every day. And so I do I when I'm in writing mode, I try to do free writes every day. I try to just even if it even if I sit down and, and put the pen and paper down and go, I can't write. What the hell is wrong with me? Oh my God, it's kind of hot in here. Like just off the top of just, you know, stream of consciousness because you have to get yourself in the in the habit of creating daily. Even if it's just, I can't write, I'm mad as hell. You know what I mean? Right. Just put something there. And um, and yeah, so that, that helps you out a lot. And then when the inspiration does come, your pen will be sharper. Yeah, that's good. Um, I was at Black Canvas. Was it this Thursday? I think it was this Thursday. You ever been to Black Canvas? I have not. You should go. You should go to the island spot I'm and on perform. My way. I'm on my way there now. Um, uh, there was this poet, and I think last time she was at Black Canvas, she said she had quit her job. And so today, she was that Thursday, she was talking about um, something about Susan. So whoever was Susan pissed her off. Oh, shit. And so... Uh, I think it was just kind of one of those thoughts that possibly maybe she was just writing, kind of what you said, just writing and writing, and it just turned into a poem. And I think that's actually pretty good advice to just keep writing, and it might even turn to something that you didn't even expect it to turn out. Right. A lot of the times when people say writer's block, it that just means that they can't, that there's something they don't want to write about, and they can't write about anything else. A lot of times there's something that you're avoiding writing about oh, yep. without thinking about it. And that's why you're trying to write everything but the thing on your mind. And you're not going to be able to do that. So a lot of times the best stuff will come from that shit you're trying to avoid. And I put it this way. You don't have to ever share it. True. You can just write it. Just write it. And then you can burn it later. Throw it away. Go play, you know, trash can basketball with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) But put it down on paper because you're not going to be able to get past that. You ever um, wrote a poem about somebody, but... You know, you can't share it to anybody because if they hear it, it'll be like bad news. Like I can't share it to that person or to anybody at all? To that person. Um, I've had some that I was like a little reluctant to share, but I can always be like, well, that's not about you. Okay, you can always play it off. Like, no, you, you thought. Do you ever use actual, <laughs> actual names? Actual names. I think I've done it a couple of times. I do it very sparingly. I do it very sparingly. I like to like just let it be the type of thing that anybody could listen to and take away their own meaning from it and their own like, oh, this is about me and this girl when it's really not. You ever uh, have to play it off? Because I think in my last episode, I was talking about how a poet was reading a poem about her friend's relationship Mm -hmm. and it was bad news because her friend actually showed up to the event. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, that kind of can make a break of friendship like you right. just talked about my whatever you ever try to you ever been in that situation i haven't 
and I mean, not couple, yet. Not yet. Not yet. I might get there. I oh, might. No. I might write a poem. I don't know, but I don't know. I would. One, I would just be like, look, it doesn't have to apply to you. If the shoe fits, that's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, but two, if I ever had to get put in that situation, I've had to tell people before, like something that we, you know what I'm saying. I might draw from you, and it might end up in my poetry. My poetry is usually gonna come first. My, I draw the line at just anything where I'm calling out your name or incriminating you or really just outright putting your business out there. Um, if I can, if it, if you're the only person that knows it's about you, then I did my job. Oh, dang. You know He's what I cold. mean? He's a cold poet. Then, then I don't owe you anything. Now, if I'm outright just like, this is who it is and this is what they did, then that's a, that's a different situation to be handled. But my art comes first. So if you're not cool with that, sorry. So we're going to wrap this episode up. So at the end of my episodes, I always like to give, I guess, a tip. For today's episode, I want Sin to give two and I'll give two. So we have four tips total. And the and the question is, oh no, the uh, the tip is, if you're a poet, creative, entrepreneur, how do you grind by any means necessary when it talk when it comes to money, and um, sponsorship or advertising yourself, all that. And my first tip, I believe, is just keep doing what you're doing because if you stop and you keep second guessing yourself in oh this is not going to be good or no one's going to listen then you've already lost and I think number two I would say go to these events in your area network yourself tell people who you are what you do and sometimes I feel kind of embarrassed to say I'm a poet because they're like that's not really a thing like photography, videography is a thing in poetry. You're like, how do you, how are you gonna make money from that? Well, you know, you never know who's gonna who, who's gonna want you to perform at their event. You never know who's gonna pay you. So those are my two tips. What you got, Sin? So my two is uh, one for artists that are working. Your jobs problems are not your problems. Once you leave, you need to leave your job at your job because you have another job outside of it that you need to focus on after. And my second tip would be to always remember uh, your motivations and your goals. Keep your North Star and always constantly remind yourself at every chance why you're doing it, what you want from it, and what kind of life you're uh, you're grinding for. And that'll keep you going. So um, I actually have a poem for this poetry segment. Um, I read it when I was on Behind the Heart, but I actually want to read it now because... Uh, I feel like a lot of people who are artists, creatives can actually relate, especially when you're up on stage. It's called Hecklers in the Audience. What's good with you? As I stand in front of you, I'm scared as fuck. Yeah, I bet you like that. You like the fact that I cuss. I mean, who didn't almost laugh? But let me explain what it feels like to have 30 pairs of eyes staring at me. I mean, it feels like 60 daggers coming at me. I'm over here too worried about the next thing I'll say. I mean, I hope you really can relate. I hope you say I hope you take something away from this. I hope you show the mic some respect because as an artist, poet, human being, or even a student presenting, we're all nervous as hell. No matter what, open mics, no matter how many open mics I've attend and presentations I've done, I mean, I try to please the crowd. You try to get up here on this stage, you try to be real as hell with the crowd and hope that they don't judge you. You try to do this. PS, you try to read my next poem. So I was at an open mic at my alumni I think that's what you call it and I remember hearing a couple of uh I guess you would call them jocks um laughing in the audience as someone was singing and 
I know like even in that kind of setting, a small setting, you still get nervous because you're performing your artwork, your piece or whatever you're you're doing up there. And I wrote that poem because I feel like sometimes people who are sitting in the audience, they don't really understand what it's like to be on stage. So to anybody who is on stage, do what you do and don't worry about um, who's in the audience because you actually touching somebody. And if you're not touching that person, well, don't worry about it because they're not up on stage in your position. So um, I'm back at it with these poems, trying to, but we are finished with season one of Unspoken Words podcast. Um, we are also on iTunes. Check me out on there and I uh, hope you guys have a great day.